Welcome to the Brand Evolution Show, brought to you by Westward Marketing Lab. I'm your host, Tom Sullivan. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to uh, mention that the show is available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, more recently, we picked up um, uh, iHeartRadio, and so that's exciting for us. Um, I also want to mention we're available on about 10 other platforms, and uh, we uh, we actually publish the show through um, Anchor. So if you're looking to start a podcast, uh, check out Anchor. Um, this isn't a paid promo. I just like using Anchor. And, uh, you know, give them a shot. Put them in the mix uh, when you're uh, looking because we found Anchor to be um, the feed put out through Anchor to be picked up by a lot of major platforms. And then on top of that, um, we put a lot of, a lot of the uh, uh, feed placements out on our own by hand. We went and actually solicited uh, platforms to carry the show. So, um, yeah, do the legwork for sure. But um, consider actually publishing through Anchor if you're looking for um, something that uh, is easy to broadcast through. Okay, so uh, getting into the show, um, I, I talked about brand uh, at length in the last couple of shows. And I wanted to get a little bit more into um, how how brand connects with people in their uh, in their brain. I think that it's important to understand that um, there is a physiological response that we all have as human beings. And barring um, uh, you know mental illness, uh, emotional um, issues, um, physiological um, problems, damage, um, we all function very similarly. Okay, so unless you're an outlier in terms of your brain function, um, it's why therapy works for people or um, certain types of antidepressants work for people because we all have similar brain function and physiology and um, we're, we're much more similar than we are different. So um, when I talk about brand and resonating with audiences and yeah, there are different opinions and there are people get triggered into emotions by different things, but um, it, it's important to understand that basically the function is the same or very similar for most people. So I'm speaking from that perspective. So if I get maybe too general or I, I clump too many people into a group in your mind, just understand I'm talking about brand in general. So diving in, um, previously I'd mentioned uh, Simon Sinek and his golden circle concept. And he used that to explain um, how people connect to companies and um, his golden circle, again, was a, a three-part bullseye where the outer ring was what, meaning what you do or what product you develop or design or what service you provide. The next ring in was how, which was how you do what you do. Uh, and then the, the core uh, or the center of the bullseye was why, why you do what you do. And his contention was that uh, people will connect on an emotional level to why you do what you do, and that, in effect, will generate more uh, connection, loyalty, sales, uh, lifetime value, et cetera. All these things that everyone will tell you, including me, is the uh, value of building brand. Because when we say building brand, again, we're just building emotional connection. And, you know, I as a side note, um, I just want to say that I'm not saying you're building emotional connection for the sake of building emotional connection. You're building emotional connection from a business standpoint to generate more revenue, growth, 
etc. And those things will cap out without it. So I'm not saying it's the only thing. I'm saying it's the underlying um, strategy. It's the underlying uh, drive behind your business that will uh, maximize profitability, maximize lifetime value, and honestly, um, you know, will make you want to get up in the morning, and go to work every day. So, if you're looking for, you know, the answer is to, well, why am I doing this? It's it, there's a real, you know, spreadsheeted business reason for it, but there's also just a um, a personally fulfilling angle to this as well. So, um, getting back to the golden circle and and the why. Um, you know, the why actually, the why, the what, and the how actually, um, they correlate to parts of the brain. On the outer part of the brain, we have um, the cerebral cortex and, or the neocortex, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the outer part of the brain. And that controls um, kind of your higher order thinking, your reasoning, your rationale, um, when you're evaluating a task and how to get it done and things along those lines, that all, that's all part of the outer brain. And what he was saying was uh, when you are selling people on what you do, you're appealing to the neocortex. You're asking them to evaluate what you do. And a lot of times what people, the mistake people make is they, they decide they want to prove that they're better than someone. They want to prove that they have a better product. They want to prove it. And so they start to throw diagrams and data. And, and the reality is, is that people don't operate on that level. That's not what really triggers purchase behavior. Emotion triggers purchase behavior. Like 90% of our purchase decisions are made by emotion and they're unconscious. We don't really always know why. We can't always articulate. Um, you know, we will say things like, well, I just fell in love with that house. Yeah, that's that's a half a million dollar house and you fell in love you fell in love with a half a million dollar inanimate object yeah i mean that's the way we're wired that that's the way our brains work as human beings so yeah our 90 percent of our our purchase decisions are made on unconsciously which means they're not part of the neocortex decision making right you might pick two, two things up off a shelf in a store and look at them side by side and at that point Maybe you are making a decision, but what got you to the store to want to purchase something of that type or a specific brand? That's probably an emotional uh, trigger that that made you want to go there. So the neocortex is correlating to the outside of that circle, the what. But if you sell the purpose and the reason why you do something, that's that's you selling emotion. That's you selling an emotional motivator or trying to make a connection with people on, on a certain level that is not um, logical. And the thing you have to realize, too, um, if you bring back an old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. Um, the reality is it's like you're measuring air with sand. Pictures and words are completely different. They hit different parts of the brain. So unless your words maybe it's your sales pitch, maybe it's your text ad copy on Google, unless your words are structured in such a way as to be emotional or to simply reinforce the emotion of your brand, um, they're not going to have as much of an impact as uh, an image would have because an image is now talking into a different part of the brain. So let's talk about that. Um, the neocortex, again, is a logical part. In the center of your brain is the what we call the limbic part of the brain, uh, your, your limbic system. Um, so the limbic brain, the center brain, 
uh, sometimes called the animal brain, is where all of our emotion registers. So when somebody sees, in a, pic sees a picture and it's a young child and it reminds me them of their young child or uh, you know their sibling when they were young, or but it, it brings back this like simplicity and joy of of youth and and people connect to it. It gives them a feeling of warmth or they just kind of go, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be a deep emotional connection. It can just be a positive, right? Uh, like, oh, that's, that's cute. I, that's all. That's fine. You're not trying to hit a home run with every, every image that someone connects to from your company. You just want to be consistent. So now if you think about it, talking to somebody and making them make a decision based on graphs and data or showing somebody a picture of something that they would aspire to experience potentially or have that is what that's what that emotional swell is and that's what that where the connection comes in it comes in from the limbic part of the brain um, another good example is um, people have a hard time putting emotions into words a lot of the time or they'll 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 a lot of words will come out and they'll be like, no, that's not right. That's not what I'm feeling. That uh, I, I don't know how to put this. And they stammer. I don't know how to put it into word. But if they explain their emotion as um, a color or a memory, do you remember? Okay. Okay. Do you remember, right? And they're in their head thinking of a memory. Do you remember this situation? Yeah. And remember we, we were on that, Remember we were, how we felt? Yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Oh, and then there's recognition because they're connecting emotion with emotion and those are similar, okay? So how do you, how do you, uh, how do you bring this back into um, the internet, the e-commerce store, the, uh, the physical shelf in a store? Like how do, you, how do you connect this emotion back to the real world? Um, and that's really kind of the art of designing your brand. Um, I have a certain reason why I do what I do. I want that to be um, I want that to be uh, packaged in in essence, and I want it to be presented to people when they come to my store. You're the store owner. You there's one employee, and it's you. You're in a small town. People come there, and uh, you're whatever. It's really easy to control. Okay, now you have ten thousand employees. You're based in Oregon. Your name, your company name is Nike. Uh, you have you're a multi-billion-dollar corporation. How do you control that brand? Right, much more difficult. And so, really, the wherever you fit in that spectrum of of you know single shop owner to multi-billion-dollar marketing team, um, there are a number of layers and controls and processes that get put in place to maintain that consistency because. You want to make sure that when uh, you're touching somebody with your brand and your brand emotion, uh, that it's consistent every time they, they interact with it, right? And so uh, large agencies and, and companies with internal marketing teams will actually have a person and people and processes assigned to maintaining consistency in brand imaging. Is this image on brand? And what that really means is, is this brand, is this image eliciting um putting forth the type of imagery that is consistent with the emotional connection that we try to, or the emotion that we try to put out into the world for people to connect with if they in fact connect to it. Uh, and then you also have what we call brand lexicon, which would be 
the way in which you say what you say, the specific phrases you use that uh, describe your brand. Um, and so there's a lot of structure behind aligning things so that there's consistency in the way that emotion goes out. And as I explained, you can see that now you're using the neocortex to organize and align like emotional appeal going out the door. And that's where you, you have to have a skill set where you can kind of bounce between the two, right? The limbic brain, how is this going to hit? Okay, is it consistent in words as, as in the words as it is in the image? Is the is the this um, media type the correct media type to try to get that brand emotion out to people? Or is it going to resonate with them in their in their limbic brain, or is it going to more kind of get you know hit the the neocortex and bounce off and and not actually um, move them emotionally or connect? So that that's all part of what goes into um, the process of trying to create an aligned brand. So um, in the in the one of the things that uh, people talk about a lot when it comes to um, motivation is dopamine, and inside the brain, dopamine plays an important role in a number of things, both in, in all different parts of the brain. Right. So executive functions are driven by dopamine, and that's the neocortex. Um, a lot of things like motor control, um, but also parts of the brain, like in your brainstem, that control your autonomic nervous system so that you don't die when you sleep. Um, so that your heart continues to pump and your your lungs function and you know, all this thing, these things happen while you're unconscious. Um, uh, dopamine is involved in a lot of those processes. Now, we hear about dopamine when we think about running and exercise and things like that, but you actually get a little hit of dopamine whenever you do anything that your body finds to be positive, right? So what happens is when your uh, brand starts to connect with people, um, people will, you know, seek out your your brand. It might be your shoe line. It might be your purse line. It might be um, your restaurant. And they they start to, they, they decide, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, or I'm going to go to, you know, whatever, whatever chain restaurant because they really want that meal from there and they go there and every time they go and get in the car they get a little excited right they start the car they start to leave their neighborhood they get a little excited those are all little little dopamine hits that are encouraging you to do something not just because it's exciting but because your body wants food right so it's motivating you to go get to that end goal of food every step you take you get a little dopamine shot and so dopamine becomes this the, chemi the chemical that not only, you know, feels great when you're running, but also, um, it, you know, motivates you towards keeping yourself uh, on track towards things that are positive for you. Well, it does a couple of other things. It also uh, becomes kind of a chemical motivation for um, brands, because as you develop a, a strong connection to a brand and you want to, uh, you know, get a new pair of shoes and, for instance, like running shoes and all you do is run an ASICs, well, then, you know, when it's time for running shoes, you think ASICs and boom, you get a dopamine hit, right? Um, or you hear that um, there's a new um, movie out, a new Star Wars movie, right? And, you know, you, you see the preview and you, you get excited. Well, you haven't seen the movie. You've just seen scenes from the movie, but you're excited because you bought in on the franchise. So that's really kind of the, that's what's happening in people who your brand resonates with. Like they start getting an internal reward when they think about you, when they come to you, when they interact with you. Um, 
And so that's why people keep coming back. That's why you have repeat purchasers and you have customer loyalty. And, you know, at the far end of that, you have advocacy because uh, people have connected to you and they, they continue until and unless, um, you know, you fall away. And there, we can talk about falling away and all that later. But um, anyway, so th there are all these internal mechanisms in the way that humans are wired and the way we connect with things that are, are waiting for you to, um, to activate your brand and, and connect with people. So the, the odds are actually in your favor that this will work, not, not against you. Um, anyway, so that's, that's an important mechanism to keep in mind. Um, we'll actually uh, get into uh, more about the limbic part of the brain on the next episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll, uh, we'll see you again soon. Until then, go forth with your brand.